Welcome to Cram Bamble, a podcast about nothing in particular, but if we do finally figure out what the hell is going on with Jumanji, it'll be a Sunday well spent. My name's Taz. And I'm Kirsten. Jumanji, haunted or cursed? Oh, uh, cursed. Definitely cursed. Cursed? Yeah. Who it was, cursed it? I'm it, not, I don't know if it gets explained in the other movies. I've only seen the original, which as far as I'm concerned is the only one. Who do you think put the curse on that? I think it was deliberately because, I mean, it was so intricately carved. Mm. I think it was definitely designed to have its effect. Yeah. And it, yeah, curses the player. Do you think it was someone from natively the continent of Africa or from somewhere else styled in the form of Africa? It seems very African. In terms of like the style of curses? Yeah. Yeah. But obviously it's in an English medium, so the, the watchers of the movie can... I don't know, maybe it's got some sort of cool translation thing, no matter... Oh, maybe the dominant language of whoever's playing it, it brings the images up in that language. Yeah, that makes sense. Were there rules on the inside of it? I think there were. Like a little cardboard cutout that tells you the rules. Yeah, there was. There was. Mm. On the lid, I think. No, because it opened up. So, that we, yeah, it was printed. How clever would that be if you're like some real old school uh, hoodoo voodoo doctor and you've got all these white colonists coming in and just taking away thousands I, of slaves? Honestly, I don't think it was malicious. No? The more I thought about it and the more I watched it, because obviously you watch it three or four times. Yes, because it's, it's freaking an awesome yeah. yeah. <laughs> and even the, the um, cartoon they made of it was very good as well. There was a cartoon? Yeah, he got what? sucked back in. Oh, goodness. And I think the kids did as well, and then they live in the Jumanji universe. Oh, man. That's just kind of trying to live off of the... I don't know. It was actually quite good. I really enjoyed it. <sighs> but anyway, it was done, I think, with this, like the same animation style as the Wild Thornberries. I feel like that was close. Oh, okay. Close. Yeah. I did like that cartoon. I didn't watch a lot of it, though. And that was very good. Yeah. But I feel like it was almost like um, natural selection. Like, if you completed the game... You deserved to be on the planet. Right. I don't know. That's just the feeling I got. Okay. That, yeah. Kind of like a Darwin Awards in board game yeah, form. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Like, yeah. Natural selection, Darwinism. If you completed this, then you were you were supposed to be, you were supposed to survive. Gotcha. Yeah. It seems a lot like a Pandora's box to me, like a quite the opposite of what you're saying, like fully malicious. I'm going to wipe out an entire civilization by starting, you know, between two and six people playing this game and they're going to destroy their entire country. Have fun. That's what it seemed like to me. Just like a weapon of mass destruction. But nobody died. In the end, nobody died in the end because it all got reverted, didn't it? It all got reversed. So, I mean, lots of people could die, but if someone completes the game, it would, in theory, erase everything. But if you kill off all the players, then it would remain forever. Yeah. Although that does seem... Oh, it's a, it's a one-use thing then. Unless, does everybody have to die? Ooh, that's a good question. So the game was paused when, I want to say his name was Alan Partridge. Something like that. Something like that. When Alan gets sucked into the jungle so they can't complete that cycle unless they add new players. What would have, oh, he would have just been stuck. He would have been stuck in there until someone rolls two, three or eight or whatever the numbers were. But my point I'm trying to make is, if you kill off everybody that's in the game, can it then restart a new game, but it keeps all the changes in the world that it's elicited through its magical portal? Yeah, I think it would. Mm. If all the players died, it would find its way back into the world because it did. 
Yeah. They buried it and then it sort of dug its way down and fell into the river. You remember right at the end? Yeah, it's probably one of those one ring situations where it would be buried, but it would call out to someone and some creepy little kid would find it. He'd be digging with his little shovel and he'd find Jumanji the board game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would call to people. There you go. Mm. That was one of my shower thoughts. All right, fair yeah. enough. Well, if we're doing shower thoughts. Shoot. My shower thought, and this was literally in the shower, so not just Oh, okay. a random. So I kept forgetting it. That's mm-hmm. the funny thing, everybody. Uh, Taz was like, if you've got a topic, I'm like, yes, definitely. I remember having this amazing shower thought, but you can't write it down when you're in the shower. So I had to. I write all mine down in the shower. I got waterproof phone. Well, so do I, but I'm, I don't trust it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had an Apple phone for too long. So I've got, I've got, what do you call it? Like not Stockholm syndrome, but yeah, I'm completely shell-shocked from having an Apple phone. Oh, like where... a PTSD? Yeah, 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 yeah. So every time it, like any moisture came near the Apple phone, you're like, ah! So I do now put the Samsung in the shower, but I'm still too scared to touch it. <laughs> if you haven't cracked the screen on that, it's still completely sealed. No, 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 nothing. It's yeah, beautiful. They... I even got a screen protector on it. Yeah, you just can't touch the screen when it's moist. I know, you right? Like touch if I've noticed that when it's been raining and I've tried to mm-hmm. use it, it keeps opening up... Um, Google. Oh, okay. It keeps like, what, what did you say? Mm. No, nothing, Google. I didn't say anything. Is it anything. just me or has Google gotten more eavesdroppy than it used to be a year ago? Like, it feels like the sensitivity has been turned up. Like, you had to be very, very explicit and hold your phone up and go, okay, Google. But now you can say it from across the room and both phones will pop open. Mine's just done it now. I'm sitting on mine, so I don't know if it can hear us. No. Here's what I found on the web. Yeah. Whoa! Yeah. Like, I feel like they bumped the sensitivity to keep picking those things up because maybe they have to have that active to keep getting the data to find out that, you know, you want dog toys or baby booties or whatever they're trying to sell you on the ads on Facebook and everything else you you Mm. visit. I feel like they've tweaked the sensitivity and increased that. So giving Google access to your microphone allows it to increase the sensitivity. I think that's my little conspiracy theory for the day. Actually, no, I've got many conspiracy theories, but that's one of them. Back to my shower thought. Back to your thought. shower thought. Sorry about the tangent. My bad. So, yes, I had to constantly try and rework the idea back in my head, going, what was it again? But then I, all I did was remember two key words to remember my shower thought, and that was aliens and Tiger King. Oh, okay, I'm interested. I haven't watched either of these programs that I know that has probably inspired this, but I'm now very interested no, 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 not ancient aliens, just aliens in general. And oh, you they know don't have about to be those. ancient. They can be new age hipster well, you aliens. you both of these shows and there's only one show that I've mentioned. I think only ancient aliens is the show that you watch that mentions aliens though. Because it's all ancient But I'm, yeah, I've only just mentioned ancient. Anyway, doesn't matter. Okay. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Prove me wrong with the, the other alien show that you've been watching that has There was no aliens. alien show. There's no show that was related okay, to this question. Okay, okay. Right. So in Tiger King, the biggest complaint... By Carol Baskin. <laughs> yes, the one who wears leopard print? Yeah. Yeah, yep. okay. Was that they were farming tiger, tiger cubs mm-hmm. for people to play with. And Joe was quite good because he kept the tigers, even if as they grew. But he ended up with like a bazillion tigers mm-hmm. because he kept breeding them so people could play with the cubs. But then he had 50 tigers. Mm. And obviously you can't feed 50 tigers. With- It'd be quite difficult. Yeah. Lived in Florida though, right? I can't remember. Lots of stupid people. Yeah. And there was a hint that the other guy who had a big um, big cat sanctuary, well, I wouldn't call it a sanctuary, uh, he was also breeding tiger cubs for people to play with and take photos with. But then they mysteriously disappeared. Oh. All the cubs. So the theory was that they were gassing them. 
Oh. Well, yeah, because feeding 50 tigers isn't an yes. easy thing to do. Just wait till they break out. Revolution of the tigers. Yeah. So human beings like to play with tigers, tiger cubs in particular. Mm -hmm. They used to have all these kids around there and they'd poke and prod the poor little tigers, you mm -hmm. know, like stick their fingers in their mouths. That's and, rude. Yeah, I know. But that's what kids are like. True. So I was thinking, mm -hmm. what if that's exactly what the aliens are doing? They're like, well, let's go to Earth. It's it's more like um, a tourist attraction mm -hmm. and they bring their families and their kids and then they grab, because maybe they're thousands of years old, mm -hmm. they grab any human who looks like a what would be the equivalent of a tiger cub to them. Gotcha. Oh, look, they're only 35 years old. That's so cute. Oh. They pull them on and then all the kids are poking them and prodding them. Oh, that and, makes sense. Yeah. Because we don't know what weird stuff they're into. And they obviously don't have the same orifice as we do. So, oh. yeah, we stick our finger in a tiger cub's mouth when we're like three years old. You've seen ki kids play with puppies and things. Yeah, yeah. They're forever pulling its tail and sticking their fingers in their ears and stuff. Maybe the aliens, they're not familiar with our various orifices and our taboo nature about what goes where. Whoa. They're just like, poke that, poke that. What does that do? Take a photo. Yeah, exactly. This is me there's, with the human. There's probably so many photo albums of them with like a, oh a human draped over their lap, like a drugged one. Yes. You know, because we've got all those drugged tigers in people's photos. And, and they abduct people a lot when they're asleep too. Yeah, So exactly. like they drug them, zip them out through the window or through the ceiling with the weird teleporter thing. Yeah, exactly. I think and you're it's really, something. Yeah, and it's really good business for them because it's pure profit. Well, because yeah. they don't need to pay to feed us or house us or anything. True, we're kind of like a, I would like to say self-sufficient, but that's not entirely but the case of Earth. This is the other thing I was thinking. Yeah, is that if um, scientists have been saying that we're long overdue for an asteroid impact, mm -hmm. but these tourist companies, the intergalactic tourist company, gotcha, is like, oh, here comes one. Well, there goes our cash cow. We better deflect this asteroid for them oh. otherwise we're going to lose all our revenue but now with coronavirus a lot less abductions true oh we're under quarantine we're all mm. dangerous and they're like nah no more yeah let's not deal with that right now what if they put jupiter in our solar system to keep a lot of those asteroids away because we were in like a particular belt where it's real like the rough neighborhood of space ah. and they're like oh we had you know dinosaur park but that got wiped out so we're gonna put this giant planetoid that's essentially going to create a nice little vortex and spin them off and that's what jupiter does and they've made it like how do you make it gas make it out of gas yeah it's fine whatever it just needs to deflect a lot of the the asteroids that are yeah. headed towards Earth. yeah and that's why we're protected so everyone's like oh there's these deities protecting us okay granted you did say i'd mention ancient aliens and now i'm going to <laughs> taz wins uh, yeah well maybe they did come down and have been orchestrating things just to make their park more interesting Yes. Because maybe the Neanderthals would fight back. Oh. Whereas we're so wussy and lame right now. When we get abducted by an alien, we're like, eh, I'm scared. Oh, we peed my pants. We've peed our pants. Yes. That's how people behave. I would. It's funny that you've mentioned this because it kind of ties into something that I was thinking about as well. I'm going to try and attempt to have a sip of coffee. Just letting Do you know. Do it without bumping the table. Yep. So I'm going to start at the start of my thought and we'll work in and you'll start to see where it kind of links in with yours. So I was trying to do some research on sea monsters uh -huh. way, way back because yep. I was like, we haven't talked about sea monsters. Sea monsters aren't as exciting. I don't know. Is there just something about them that's kind of like, eh. Actually, on my Disclose TV that I subscribe to mm -hmm. and they send me all the latest updates and paranormal news. Yeah. Uh, they've made a resurgence, actually. They're on the cryptid 
drop down. Oh. There's a heck of a lot more sightings lately. So gotcha. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if that makes them interesting, but they've maybe been a lot more sightings. And I went down the research hole and started looking at sturgeon because, especially in America, oh, that tends everybody. to be a lot of it's the sturgeon yep. that are like the sea moss and that. I didn't know anything about sturgeon. I imagine sturgeon were like a salmon we size. We talked about sturgeon twice on this podcast. Yes, before that. Okay. Oh my God, Kirsten. We don't live in a bubble where time doesn't move that I know of. You've just said I didn't know a lot about sturgeon. Yes, a year ago. Oh, a year ago. Yes. I didn't hear that. And bit. I've been researching. I didn't hear that. Bit. I've been researching sea monsters since we started this podcast. Okay. And I've never found a way to segue them in because I'm like, eh. Okay. Anyways. Yep. I'm I originally thought sturgeon were the size of like Atlantic salmon. I was like, okay, because they got row for caviar. I didn't realize that they were massive yeah, when they reach a certain size. Huge. So when they reach their maturity, they're up to one ton and like five meters long. Okay, not even I knew they were that big. That's the beluga. A ton. That's the beluga sturgeon. And I mentioned in a previous podcast, a guy was breeding beluga here, not realizing that beluga and beluga sturgeon were the same thing. Because I was like, oh, beluga, it's like a giant salmon because it has caviar because I didn't know what I was talking about. Aha. Uh-huh. Anyway, so I was researching that. There's and beluga whale too, isn't there? Yes, there is. Okay. I think it's the region. Beluga is the region. Oh, right. Okay, that I makes think sense. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. When they are born, mm-hmm. or not born, they hatch from their eggs, obviously, like most things. They are quite small. And they. I was reading through the cycle of their life cycle, maturity, maturing, that kind of thing. And they obviously start small and they change shape and all that kind of stuff. And I was looking at pictures of them and they become huge. But the ones that people kind of see out and about because they're overfished are Atlantic salmon sized. So that's where I kind of got that impression from. But when they are not overfished and hunted to near extinction, they can become huge. Yeah. What if humans are the same or were the same? Oh, so when we're not hunted to extinction, we grow massive. Well, we aren't hunted, we aren't hunted to extinction. Okay, here's, here's the little bounce around thought and bear with me. Uh-huh. Okay, Greek mythology. Yeah. It says that humans were once the perfect being that had four eyes, two mouths, four ears, all that nonsense about, essentially it was one of the little things that talks about Zeus split them in half and cast them to opposite ends of the earth. It ties into the whole soulmate nonsense. Oh, that's sweet. What if that's just an analogy for Zeus or whatever else did it nerfed the hell out of humans because they were once very, very capable and strong. The Greek mythology, as well as other mythologies, had giants. Yep. They were constantly fighting against giants. Yep. What if humans, if they aren't killed off, actually physically keep growing and become giants, which is something that could rival aliens, the gods, or whatever the situation with Zeus or Oh, I can tie this into ancient aliens again. You probably could. (laughs) Which then got me to the thought of, how do you stop a species that doesn't die as it ages and becoming giants? Make them allergic to something. And we've discussed this before off podcast that it's essentially oxygen that starts breaking down our cells yep. because of the hemoglobin and all that jazz and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And which you can read in a book that I constantly promote, yes. which is the real science behind the X-Files, guys. Mm-hmm. And it tells you that oxygen is actually killing us very slowly, but yes. it is killing us. So what if that allergy or whatever component of our blood or maybe even moving us to a different area or increasing the oxygenation, that's not a word, the oxygen levels of our planet. Oxygenation's to a, situ- a word. There you go. It's a word. Woo! Uh, what if that is something that's crafted, whether it's by a deity or an alien or whatever the situation is? What if humans were? I know there's a lot of tangenty. It, essentially, this conversation is like a Christmas tree where there's a main trunk and then it kind of branches off but keeps going. Uh-huh. So, and that tied into what you were saying of we were a little park 
where they had to kind of keep us under wraps. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. And they could have put the whole oxygen thing in. And that was my big, long, giant spiel that you were kind of like <laughs> touching on. I was like, oh, yeah. But that's something I was thinking about. Oh, well, in ancient aliens, they're forever like, oh, no one understands how they built all these huge mega structures because the stones are so heavy and mm-hmm. they didn't have any technology. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, didn't they? And they're, yeah, their answer to everything is always aliens. But it'd be funny if you were right. That we actually had a race of giants that were our friends and they built stuff for us. Maybe they it was could just us when we reached tons. a certain age. You know, you reach 200, 300 years old and you just keep it's growing. It's pretty intricate carving. I don't know if giants would have the dexterity to be able to do those tiny little carvings. Maybe it's one of those things. You know, in the same way that... Well, I was thinking maybe... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt No, you're all good. You know how we had the Denisovians and the Neanderthals at the yes. same time as humans? Yes. Maybe we had the giants and then the small hominids. Quite possibly, yeah. Because we also got miniature hominids that they discovered, hey? Yes. So, I don't remember the name of them, but yes. No. Damn it. It was an area, I want to say, in the South Pacific. Yep. Something like that. Yeah, like and Indonesia like, yeah. or something. Yeah. But yes. So we could have all just coexisted with the giants and the... Because giants come up a lot. Mm-hmm. In multiple religions and multiple cultures all around the world. And I think they were blue in South America. They had really tall blue yeah. giants. I mean, they could have, it could have changed a great deal. The, the Norse had... The oh, ice, yeah, yeah, the yeah. frost giants and all that they fought against. But what if that was just kind of as part of the indoctrination and the gaslighting the aliens had, they started re- involving these cultures and these religions going, giants bad, giants are bad. We've started oh. killing off. And they're the last people that they can't kill off because they've already matured, evolved to that point where they're giants. And they've got to spend the next, because these things don't die because their DNA can't be altered the same way as younger humans can. So they're like, giants are bad. We're going to kill them. We're going to get rid of them. Gotcha. And so they finally wipe them out because if the giants don't die the same way that we do, they don't have an expiration date, Mm -hmm. they would essentially just be hunting them down. Whereas generations of humans that now degrade and die, it would stop being a memory of, no, no, they were us. They're part of our culture. And they're now, oh, they're the baddies. Odin says they're baddies. We don't like them. Um. Or Quetzalcoatl says giants are bad. I don't know if uh, South Americans had a giant race. They may have. They had Thunderbirds. But, you know, Thunderbirds ago. five generations of humans back then would be 150 years. It wouldn't be what we have now because we go, oh, lifespans between 80 and 100 years. Back oh. then it was 24 years and you were an adult and you were about done. So if you have five generations, five generations of a story of memory being changed, no longer being, oh, you know, Gilgamesh over there, he's our boy. It's now become, oh, he's bad. Mm-hmm. Giants are bad. Yep. Wow, I sound like one of those crazy people in all of Joe's podcasts going on and on and on. Maybe I should be an expert on ancient aliens. I need to be able to do a Joe yes. and be able to go, now I'm going to stop you there. It's, it's entirely possible. Yeah, um, I can see that. Have you tried MDMA yeah, yet? Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard about the burning bush? The burning bush. Apparently. Mm-hmm. No, anyway, I'm not going to give that any more credit. And that's another one of my crazy, crazy I love theories. You. That I love your crazy theories. I'm glad you enjoy them. Which brings me on to... Yes. We got some questions. <gasps> Shoot. From listeners. <laughs> and if you want to send in a question, please go to... Crambamblepodcast at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter, which is Crambamble. And we also have Crambamble Kirsten on the Instagrams. We do indeed. And there's some actual ghost sightings on there just lately, yes. guys. Go and check them out. Kirsten's breaking this wide open and proven to you that the ghosts are real. I am. Um, one, I, they weren't... Brilliant question. So I've narrowed it down to two. Ain't no such thing as a dumb question. 
Oh, no, no, it wasn't that they were dumb. It's that they were just sort of things that I don't think anyone would be care about. Like, what's your favourite colour? Blue. Black. Done. Okay, we did that one. <laughs> Tick that question. Dunskies. All right, second question. <laughs> okay, what do you – okay, we talk a lot about the things we don't believe in. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that people would be surprised about that we do believe in? That I do believe in? Mm. Oh. Because I'm super cynical about everything. Um, I don't know. You believe I, in ghosts. I'm pretty black and white in my beliefs and uh-huh. disbeliefs. It's just the things that I believe in people disagree with. Yeah. But you, you do believe in ghosts. Like Absolutely. You 100% believe in ghosts. We, I had a ghost in my childhood yeah. home. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Old man ghosty McGhost. <laughs> That's the second question, is what paranormal experience have you ever had? Oh, positive ones, thankfully. Ah. But I told you, but the listeners don't know, I used to have nightmares. They were nightmares, but they didn't... Essentially, I had ghost dreams slash nightmares where there was always some sort of malicious force, and it always taught me that you don't scream. And that started off as a kid being, hold your breath, but mostly uh, don't project any outward emotion, don't pay attention, don't look it directly in the eyes like a gorilla or a dog that's aggressive. I kids have that. I read loads and loads of horror books when I was little. Yeah. And yeah, the entity that, I mean, I'm a grown up now and obviously I don't believe in any of it, but at the time, yeah, you shut your eyes or you, but you couldn't move. If you made any sudden movement, it would get you. That makes sense. But yeah, don't look at it. Don't do anything. Yeah. And I, I used to believe that it was under my bed. So I'd have to jump Ooh. from the door onto my bed at night. And oh, no. yeah. And it was in my cupboard at some point and it had glowing red eyes. So my brother thought it would be really hilarious to color in two red eyes and stick them with on paper in my cupboard. Naturally. And I just opened the door. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> it wasn't even clever. Did he do it on white yeah. paper? Yeah. So, so but good. he was two years younger than me, so I think I was okay. seven. So he would have been okay. five for a five-year-old. That's a pretty, that's a pretty boss prank. I know, right? It's like red eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I must have confided him at some point, being like, "I was really scared of these red eyes in my cupboard." And he's like, <laughs> "Maybe your mum wouldn't fork out for like that thick premium black cardboard that he could put like the you know gold or oh, my mum would have on. forked out for anything oh. if we'd ever seen her. Oh, oh our childhood. It was, was weird. <laughs> no, no, they just worked all the time. We had a okay. nanny. Um, <laughs> but I think it was probably because I used to tie him up with karate belts and stick him in a suitcase and roll him down the stairs. What a wonderful sister. Yeah. Well, you got to do your board. Yeah. Video games that only just sort of touch the market. And sadly, he didn't become an escapist. 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 I was yes. going to say escapationist. I'm doing I well today. Like an escapologist as well is escapist? another one. Escapist. Maybe. What is Harry Houdini technically? What was his title? Illusionist it, and escapist. I thought it was an escapologist. Oh, isn't that someone who studies people who escape stuff? Yeah, it could be. Mm, I don't know. It seems like one of those weird titles you get in like a B-grade Pierce. Brosnan I don't think movie. they're real titles. <laughs> I think they're the ones that, you know, those people that come up with those um, isms, those uh, yes. oh syndromes. You yes. know, like, I've got a fear of beards. Oh. You've got crystodecophobia. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah. So um, if you have a look up in any sort of medical dictionary, they don't exist. It's just names people give stuff. Just donkey chatter. Yeah. So that's the stuff you believe in. Um, what do I believe in? I don't know. I think I'm paranormal agnostic. Like, I like the idea of it, but I can't rule it out completely because I think it was in Shakespeare. Like there are more things in heaven and earth that can be thought of in your, I can't remember the exact quote, but it was something like that. Okay. And it, yeah, it was just saying that it could be. Yes. And the more we discover about parallel universes Mm -hmm. and dimensions, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. 
I mean, I'd like to because it would be cool and profound and I think it would give us another level of meaning if we weren't completely just scuttling little parasites crawling around on the world. Fair enough. Yeah. If there was more to it than that, Hmm. that would be nice. But uh, I don't know. I haven't seen much evidence for it. I think I've mentioned this to you or... Perhaps I haven't. I don't. I've spoken to you about so many of these weird things because I love talking about paranormal stuff because I am obsessed. (laughs) I may have mentioned it on one of our earliest episodes about especially the Irish and Scottish original beliefs and probably Welsh as well. I haven't studied those where the wee folk were allergic to iron. And that's that's come up in a lot of cultures where iron is always kind of a, a buffing agent for those supernatural creatures. Charlie and I just watched The House with the Clock in the Wall. Yes. And uh, one of the guys was a necromancer and he came back from the dead Mm. and they nailed horseshoes all over the house to keep him away. Gotcha. So I think that, yeah, that whole iron thing is in a lot of cultures. Yeah, I think our our cities are made of steel, which has iron as a part of the component. So I think it's just pushing everything back, which is why you will mostly only find ghosts and other weird entities in old wooden houses that occasionally oh, have and so especially iron. wow now, now here's something to take to consideration as well traditional japanese architecture that has no nails it's entirely slotting the pieces of wood together because That's they were true. because they had a very strong reverence for those spirits and they've got a hell of a lot of spirits they have a lot of yokai and things like that mm. and so in order to not push them back and essentially make a declaration of war they would have no iron in the houses. So oh, you think have... it was a decision? Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. Oh, that makes sense. A lot of your uh, tribes in Africa that have access to metal but still won't make metal spear points and arrowheads and things like that, they'll still use bone and wood and stone because they know that it pushes back the supernatural elements that they are very attached to. Okay, you are talking out of your butt now. No, that's science. No, it's not. They did They science totally use metal. Not all of them. Okay, mm-hmm. I can't say all of them, but all the ones that I know of from okay. South Africa, yeah, they had metal. What about North Africa? I don't know anything about North No, that's Africa. Egypt. They love gold. They love that gold. They did I love wonder gold. if gold has the same property as iron in terms of pushing back. You reckon you could stab a vampire with like a gold stake? I think it'd be very difficult because gold is very malleable and vampires Maybe an are quite alloy. strong. Sorry? Like oh, a, as an alloy? Yeah. Like gold-plated iron? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, you could imagine some um, vampire hunter from the Vatican would have that. Oh, for sure. Because the Vatican's just so rich. The Vatican's like, we could have a normal wooden steak, but why would I? Welcome to MTV Cribs. It's the Vatican. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Camera crew's rolling through and he's like, this is my toilet. It's worth $5 billion. Why would they show the witch's toilet? The witch's toilet? Yeah. No, the Pope's. Oh, did you right. just did you just think of the Pope, but think of a witch or witcher? Well, I was thinking about vampire hunters. Oh, okay, fair call, fair call. Yeah, no, but I have no doubt at all that there are like proper Vatican uh, established hunters that have unnecessarily gaudy equipment. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Their crucifixes are all diamond encrusted, and there's like <laughs> yeah, fifteen million dollars worth of diamonds. Like, why not? Well, I mean, if it's yeah. going to do the job, you might as well do it well. <laughs> My Where's mind the Vatican? Is dressed like Liberace as yeah. well. <laughs> He's got a full-on pimp plumed hat. Why not? Yeah, roll. There are in. those. There are those suits that you can purchase. There was originally just one guy, but there's probably a few of them now that are bulletproof, and yep. so they have these proper suits. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, I can imagine like oh, like a dress suit. Gotcha. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah and they yeah. were crazy bulletproof. At um, there was a video on YouTube where someone went to go buy one, but the guy that runs the shop was not there, so they weren't allowed to test it. Oh. Only allowed to test the uh, shirts and jackets if the owner's there. Cause they're like, there's things that you have to make sure mm. so you don't kill someone by accident. But yes, I can imagine that these Liberace stunt double vampire hunters have like a nice little cravat around their neck that is also impenetrable to vampire fangs. And it's yeah. like, you can't get my neck, Dracula. It's impregnated with like vamp, with um, garlic. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like- constant like garlic powder. I'm like, ooh, it smells delicious. <laughs> the accents keep changing. I don't know where this guy's from. He's like Christopher Lambert in the first Highlander with his accent. So Butch is like, where are you from? I am from everywhere. And you're like, what the hell is that accent? That was a really good everywhere accent. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know where that guy's from. Next time you ever see that movie or have a chance just to watch the first part, mm-hmm. like he's being interviewed by the cops because they've captured him because he cut some dude's head off. Yep. They're like, where are you from? He's like, I'm from everywhere. And you're like, what is that accent, Christopher Lambert? Mm. Such a good actor in a B-grade. There's like B-grade actors who are like, you are the best that you will ever be in B-grade. Don't try to push me on that. Okay. And I love that Jean-Claude Van Damme has stayed there and has now created this little subclass above B. You're like, it'll never be A-grade, but it's perfect. And we've turned into a movie podcast again. Why not? It's a podcast (laughs) about nothing in particular. But I was just thinking that there must still be vampire hunters in the Vatican because they've still got exorcists. Yeah, for sure. I was just saying, I think on a previous episode, that there are something like 135. I remember that. Yeah. Yes. Currently working exorcists in just America. So if you think globally. That's crazy. Yeah. But after all the things that I've now learned, thanks to Joe Rogan's podcast and <laughs> the guests he has, I didn't think that America had such a massively rich culture in terms of ancient humans. Oh, of course. I just assumed it was the the Wild West and you had your Native Americans that were all nomadic and I didn't really think of like actual structures where people had settled down. I thought for a very long time it'd just been essentially a massive cluster of different nomadic groups. Boy, was I wrong. Yes, yes. Boy, was I wrong. Mm. Thanks, Joe. Ding! (laughs) Do you have any more questions? Um, No, those were the two major ones. I mean, like I said, there, there were some silly ones like... What's your favourite outfit to podcast in? During winter, warm clothes. Pretty much. We both got our Ugg boots on. Yeah, they're the best. also made a debut appearance on Crambable Kirsten. Yes. Oh, I didn't take a photo of yours. Sorry. That's okay. Yours are fancier. Well, if you don't have any more questions, that's our time. We're actually over the 30-minute mark. Just ploughed through it. Oh, man. My bladder always knows when we're all getting it. It always knows. <laughs> she needs to pee. I do. This has been Cram Bamble. My name's Taz. And I'm Kirsten. And Kirsten needs to pee. As always. Bye. Bye. Bye.